Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 88. Big box to you on the mic. Got the big smooth. And no, Fresh Wes, he's MIA. But that's okay, because we got plenty to talk about. This is Thanksgiving edition. Uh, great thing about football and Thanksgiving is not only do you get Thanksgiving, but you, there's games from Thursday to Sunday. You know, it's... It's one, two, three, four straight days, you know, of football, whether it's college or pros. Uh, so you got your great dinner. You got your leftovers you're eating all weekend. You're just watching games. Probably the best weekend um, of football and food. So we can't got a wait Black for Friday a game this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Typically, it's only college on Friday. Um, but some yeah, big college games coming up. For us, most people that still work on that Friday, it's at noon. Right, right. Pacific time. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of all the days we get off as a holiday, somehow Black Friday is a holiday. <laughs> so I don't, don't get Veterans Day off. I don't get, you know, all these other holidays, regular holidays off. But Black Friday, that's apparently a holiday. You need the day off to go shop. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's what happens when you're in the world of sales. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's get into it. So you got you got some trivia. Let's let's hear it. Let's, what's the what's the Thanksgiving right. trivia? Thanksgiving trivia. There's been only two teams. Let me find that one. That have won on Thanksgiving and have won the Super Bowl the same year. Oh, okay. I'm going to say Dallas. Yep, they've done it three times. Yeah. And then the Packers? Nope. The good guys have been in a lot. Yeah, they've played a lot of Thanksgiving Day games. So I Maybe, but they haven't won a lot of Super Bowls. They've won a few. Uh, man, I guess what a Thanksgiving day. What a Super Bowl. AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say... The Steelers. Nope. No. It's a tough one. It is. You're kind of close because, you know, it is in the 70s. Right. Yeah, I can't think of, you know, what would be recent. So. Well, this was. It was 19. It was in the 70s. This win. Yeah. Super Bowl win. So. Yeah. See, this is where you need West because West knows all the Super Bowl winners (laughs) in the 70s. But, you know, Steelers won most of them in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> like half of them. You know, the AFC won most of them in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins? Yes. Yeah. 1973 Dolphins. Right. All right. That's a tough one. I, I wouldn't have. Uh, I was thinking NFC. And that's why I asked NFC, AFC, because I've been way off guessing these NFC teams. 
this one <laughs> there's so many of these are just it's so hard to pick because i don't um okay this is an easy one who has won the most thanksgiving day games it's gotta be either dallas or detroit it is one of those two i'm gonna go with detroit yes and who has lost the most Thanksgiving Day games? <laughs> Probably the Bears. Nope. No. Uh, Packers. No. Maybe Dallas then. <laughs> nope. I'll tell you this one because it'll take a while. It is Detroit. <laughs> so, so they won. Well, they played the most too, right? Yeah. Let's see what was. I'll give you one here. Let's. Yeah, that's a good trick question. Oh, uh, let's. Uh, there's. Oh, that's that's too hard. Because there's so many teams and it's just random. Because there's only two teams that have played on Thanksgiving that have not won a game on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that could it's be a million Tampa teams. Bay and Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, you'd never get that one. You'd have to be really up on your NFL Thanksgiving trivia for that one. Right. Uh, two quarterbacks have passed for six touchdowns on Thanksgiving. Mm. That's a tough number, regardless. Yeah. Um. Neither of them are on teams you associate as being the Thanksgiving Day. The Thanksgiving Day teams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what? Well, we just consider the Lions in Dallas, right? Always. Right. Yeah. Green Bay plays a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, are that is post 2000? One is, one is in the 70s. Oh jeez. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> nope. Uh Raiders quarterback? Nope. No. Yeah. That's gonna be a tough one. Uh how about uh Dante Culpepper? Hmm. Six uh, touchdowns on Thanksgiving. Post two thousand. Think of one of the big ones. Big quarter, like right, right. I, I was gonna say Tom Brady, but that's too obvious. Not Brady, but post two thousand. Uh... It's not one of the big teams, one of the not big teams, but big core. Peyton Manning. Yes. He threw six against Detroit, right. 41 to 9 win in 2004. The <clears> other <throat> was Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy. Was that he in had 73? Against, uh, 77, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, he had six against the St. Louis Cardinals in a 55 awesome. to 14 win. That was tough. That was a good one, though. I mean, a little help got Peyton there. Yeah, I never got Bob Greasy. 
This one I'll just give Ernie Nevers had six touchdowns in 1929. That's the most ever. Never would have got that. So I just want to get that one out. Okay, so here, um, the Lions, if we've established, have played the most games. What two teams have they played the most against? And these are the two teams that have played the most Thanksgiving matchups against the Lions, but they were the most oh, anyway. Also the most, so like Dallas. Yeah, yeah so Dallas has got to be one. No. Uh, no, it's not Dallas, because Dallas doesn't really play Detroit. I'm telling you. Detroit is in both of these matchups. Oh, Green Bay. Yep. Yeah, and Minnesota. No, come on, Steve. Oh, the Bears. All right. Well, yes. It's only one of the two. It's only one of the, the, the two. Yep. The yeah. Packers have played the Lions 21 times. They played the Bears 20 times. Wow. That's a lot of Thanksgiving Day games for Detroit. Yeah. Got to give them something, yeah. you know. They can't get to a Super Bowl, so right, right, yeah. It was uh, it's been since the '60s that they started with an eight and two record. Yeah, <laughs> so they haven't been eight and two since the '60s. <laughs> oh man, but they're they're doing well, so we'll we'll see how they finish out. I uh, can't wait for for some Thanksgiving Day football, um, but you know. Let's let's jump into college first because this is uh there's a lot happening in college football. And of course last week week 12 recap uh big wins obviously, you know, Washington pulled out a real close game to stay in that playoff contention, you know, beats Oregon State by 2 points. That was a real good game. But the Florida State, I think, probably was the toughest game, right? Well, yeah, they lost their quarterback now. Yeah, so you you beat a – obviously, you easily beat a North Alabama team like you should, but how does losing their quarterback affect their – even just their playoff voting, right? Does the play does does the playoff committee consider the fact that they don't have their quarterback when they get when it gets time to select the top four? I would think so. I think they're gonna. I mean, that's what that's always been like. That it always determines. It's not what you have done; it's what you can do. Mm-hmm. And with not having Travis, I'm like, I guess you got to see what they do against Florida, right? Florida's not a good team this year, so if they struggle, right against Florida, that will really hurt them. Because if Washington, they've already got Washington leapfrogged them, right. Which it has to be because, well, I guess Washington's played a tough team too. They won, but not by much. Right. Uh, but I, I think the reason they leapfrogged them, in my opinion, was because they lost their quarterback. Yeah. And even if they go undefeated here, win this ACC, right? But you don't have your your best player, not your best player, your you know one of your best players, but your offensive driver. Um. Then do you? take a different team ahead of them right does that affect maybe uh alabama beats georgia right in the sec championship then then do you take a georgia one loss georgia over an undefeated fsu without their starting quarterback yeah that is the tough question yeah 
I mean, it doesn't seem fair. <laughs> but no one wants a TCU Georgia match. You know what I mean? They don't want that yeah. huge blowout. Yeah. And and without Travis, they're obviously not the same team. Right. Although, you never know, Ohio State with Cardell Jones, right? I mean, he was the third stringer. Right. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you have well, we'll see this week with Florida, Florida State, how well their backup plays. And, you know, it's not like he's he's not experienced. Like, he's an experienced uh, backup. Um, I, I, I've i seen a lot, I've read a lot, and I hear a lot of people talking how, in a lot of people's opinions, and I, I think I'm of the same opinion just after listening to most of it, just my thoughts would be that that hurts Florida State's chances. But, I mean, if they beat Florida handily and then beat Louisville, then you got to say, hey, we just beat right an SEC team and we beat the number 10 ranked team in the nation. So, yeah. yeah, so we still deserve to be here. Uh, but you also got to consider, you know, if you get – well, so let's just talk about it for a second. Let's say Georgia wins out, right? So, so let's say Georgia undefeated and Ohio State of Michigan, doesn't matter which one, undefeated. Those two teams are in. And then Washington undefeated and Florida State undefeated. Is there any reason to pick anybody else there? No. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, they, Oregon would have two losses. Alabama would have two losses. It'd only be Texas, but they have yeah. one loss. Yeah, so Texas has that one loss. So if everybody in the top wins out, then you got to take Florida State. Yeah. You can't punish them if they were still undefeated. I mean... Yeah. And there is no... T- team close there's not a fifth undefeated team to right to really art make an argument for yeah because even a one loss the only team i could see i mean maybe a one loss ohio state or a one loss georgia you know one loss oregon because if they go and beat washington then it kind of nullifies their loss don't you think yeah well, that puts I mean in a tougher position because now you got a one loss Texas potentially, then a one loss Oregon, and then a one loss Ohio State or Michigan. So now you got three. So let's say that scenario plays out, right? Let's say let's say Ohio State or let's say Michigan wins, just because people think more of Ohio State. So let's say Michigan, Georgia, and Florida State—they're all undefeated. And then you got a one loss Ohio State, a one loss Oregon, and a one loss Texas. Who do you give that four spot to? I would think you'd have to give it to Oregon. And and I'm not saying that because we're in Oregon, but their one loss was on the road to Washington, and which they could have won. They would have avenged that loss. Uh the Ohio State Michigan loser, they just lost. We're not mm-hmm. going to reward you. You just lost. Why should we give you the fourth spot? Then it would come down to Oregon and Texas. And then I would look at Pac-12 is a lot stronger than the Big 12. Yeah. Yeah, I think at that point, I think that's a good case for Texas, Oregon over Texas. The loser of Ohio State-Michigan's tough, though, because your one loss is to one of the top, at that point now, two teams. 
right? You're losing a number one or number two overall, right? Uh, if it's Michigan losing to Ohio State right now, what they still have Ohio State number one in the in the playoff. Two, they have them at two now. Yeah, Georgia's one. Yeah, so either way, whether it's Michigan losing or Ohio State losing, you're losing to two or three. That's a, right. I mean, that's that's tough to say that. Well, we only have one loss, and that's the the, the one of the best teams. The number one, right? But if you look at it, Ohio State would have played only three ranked teams all season, and right. they lost one of them. Where Oregon would have beaten the team they lost to. Let's see how many rank. Oh, yeah, pull this up here. Yeah, it doesn't like Michigan played a lot of ranked teams either. So Michigan actually had a pretty easy schedule. Yeah, so Oregon, well, I guess now it's bad because, never mind, Oregon's is bad now because. Yeah, a lot of those teams have dropped off. Utah and USC are not ranked anymore. Right. When they played them, they were ranked, but yeah, so. Yeah, so it wouldn't be the same because Oregon would have played Oregon State and Washington twice. And then, so then you the other factor would be conference champion. Right. So that, that gives another edge to Oregon in that sense. So I think best case scenario, yeah, Oregon wins out. Yeah, it kind of looks like they're in control of their own destiny. I don't see how well, you don't don't take them at the four spot. Right. Well, I just also think the Big Ten, um, the one conference with Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State is stacked. They have to play who like Iowa or Wisconsin right. or somebody who's not as good this year. Where in the Pac-12 or the Big 12, they did away with that. And it's the top two teams. Right. You're playing the best team. So if Big Ten would have done what the these other schools would, then you would have had Michigan Ohio State rematch. Right. Which could cause even more of a problem if they each win a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like the Washington Oregon uh, right. conundrum, because even if Washington loses, they're gonna still be like, Hey, we beat them still. Right. It just it wasn't the last game. Right, because then they'd be like, well, on a neutral field, which all things are <laughs> right. equal, we're better than you. Yeah. Where is – oh, it's at Michigan. So, if yeah, if Ohio State loses. Yeah, that that's going to be that. <laughs> but, you know, if Ohio State loses to Michigan, I'm not giving them – the head coach isn't even on the field. Right. And, and Michigan hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, and I think that I think you look at it if it all plays out where Georgia wins out, Michigan or Florida State wins out, and then you take the winner of Michigan Ohio State. I think Oregon really does have the best chance to win out and make that four spot. Well, right uh, now, what there's six Alabama's ahead of them, right? But if they beat Washington and Alabama loses, there's no reason to keep them out, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, Alabama, their only chance is to win the SEC beat Georgia. 
that's a, that's a tough ask for Alabama, even though they're playing well. You know, Alabama is playing solid, but that's going to be tough for them. Um, so there was some big games last week, though. The you know the crazy game, and I, I said this before. Look what Arizona's doing to people. So then they they go they they beat Utah now like handily, and if you look back at Arizona, yeah, they lost that early game to like what Mississippi State or something. I don't remember who it was too. Um, yeah, Mississippi State. But then they they pretty much had the Washington and the USC game won. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's just crazy to see Arizona's season. And they were, you know, they were just so low. They weren't really ranked. But look at who they played, right? <laughs> they played a number seven Washington. They played a number nine USC, a number 19 Washington State, a number 11 Oregon State, a number 19 UCLA, and a number 22 Utah. That's a crazy schedule. And then they still come out. They're eight and three right now. Right. Sadly, it's like Oregon, though. Only two of those teams are ranked now. Right. No, they drop off later. But at the time they're playing them, that's Mm -hmm. just – I don't know that anybody played that tough of a schedule this year um, at current times. Like, you know, when the game was ranked what they were. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting just because – I I don't think a lot of people thought that they would come out and just destroy Utah as well. Right. Well, you know, that's the thing is if Oregon State beats Oregon, Arizona's in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yep. Yeah, they were talking about that uh, in Arizona. After the game, they were like, we're, we're, we saw a shot at the Pac-12 championship. Uh, at the other game, I think Georgia to Tennessee game, even Tennessee's not great. I think Georgia kind of uh, stepped back in and and showed, you know, why they're the number one team. Because uh, Tennessee's not bad, right? They're seven and four. They're ranked 18. Uh, but Georgia's dominated that game. Yeah, I didn't have an. I don't have any. I didn't have any faith in Tennessee. I mean, they lost to Florida. Come on, Florida yeah. sucks this year. <laughs> I just it just answered some questions about Georgia. Georgia's been answering questions the last few weeks because the another knock on them was, hey, they hadn't played a real tough schedule yet, and so the Missouri win and the the Tennessee win. Obviously, it's going to come down to the SEC championship, but if they can get by Georgia Tech, of course, uh, the Missis- the Mississippi win as well. So they went they went Missouri, Mississippi, Tennessee, and that's that's a tough three games. At the time, twelve, nine, and eighteen as far as rankings, right? So I think that answered a lot of questions about Georgia. Uh, are you in agreement, Georgia number one right now? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, yeah, it's I, like to be the man, you got to beat the man, and no one's right. beat the man yet. Yeah. And, yeah, just you're back-to-back champions. You're still undefeated. 
you know, you you're back healthy again, which is important for them. Yeah, you haven't lost in like two and a half years. Come on, how? Great. That's why it's, it's like kind of stupid. It's like, why were they? Oh, we're going to put Ohio State ahead because they look right. Good. No, dude, Georgia hasn't lost. Right. I always had that problem. I, that, we talked about that when they brought up the college football rankings. You know, we're like everybody's like, oh, you guys, oh, you know, Ohio State's number one. I'm like, they're not number one. Like Georgia is number one, dude. You haven't lost in two years. You've got back-to-back championships. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, so week 13, uh, big games this week. There, there's two obviously huge games, right? Oregon, Oregon State, which looks like to be the last technical Civil War. You know, maybe well, we'll they'll see. play again. Because um... – do they not Washington, have one Washington State just signed a thing to do that or continue doing the Apple Cup. So I would like hope that they could figure something out. Right. But didn't Oregon already release their schedule? Oh, did they? Jerks. I think they did. Yeah. Karma's gonna hit them then. <laughs> yeah, Oregon State comes out, wins this game. Uh, this is the kind of game I can see Oregon losing. They like to shoot themselves in the foot. And uh Oregon State's they're not the greatest team, but they're not a bad team. They're a very, very solid team. They got good defense, good running game. They gave Washington all they could handle. You know. Well, it's so funny. It went from Oregon State was favored against Washington to now they're 13 and a half point underdogs to Oregon. Right, right, which I think is crazy. Um, I think it's a good game. And now if Oregon comes in and blows them out, does win by more than 13. Uh, has a lot to say for Oregon. Yeah. So that's a huge game. And then obviously you have, you know, the game of almost what you call the game of the year. Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. To this point, anyway. Um, and they always have to play at 9 a.m. You can't even let me sleep in a little bit. Nope. So no such thing, Steve. How does this game go? It's in Michigan. It's in Ann Arbor. Uh, no Harbaugh. Obviously, that matters. We already talked about this many times. Coaching matters. Michigan hasn't played great. However, Ohio State, I, I mean, I think they lack at the quarterback position. I know he's played okay, but he's got great receivers. Right. Like it, does, it doesn't take a, a good quarterback to look good throwing the ball to those guys right and yeah and, and has Mbuka just been hurt again all year yeah I mean, he's had a, he's had a rough year i don't even know if he's is he playing this game i think he might be uh but you know michigan's defense is tough right so now you're talking about you know mccord you you you've had a decent good season. Not, it's not, I'm going to say it's decent. It's been a good season, but now you're going to face a better defense. You know, there's going to be better coverage on your receivers. You're going to have to make better decisions with the ball. But Henderson, Henderson looks good again, and obviously Harris, Marvin Harrison Jr. So so where are you at on this game? What what's your Michigan is actually favorite here. 
Yeah, well, it's a home game for him, so. Yeah. Ugh. This is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Ohio State. On the road, Ohio State. Minus, I got yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to have a big game. He wants to get back in that Heisman talk. Right. Yeah, it's tough, man. Um, yeah, I could go either way on this game as well. It I think comes down to can Michigan play their game, right? Do, do they get to run the ball? Do they get to control the clock? Do they get to keep Ohio State's offense off the field? They could do that. I think and, and Michigan at home, a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Man, but Michigan's won the last couple, right? Yeah. So is it is it Ohio State's turn to get back? You know, are they a on their salty? shoulder? Right? Ryan Day right? Talk, talking trash to uh, Lou Holtz. No, a little salt in the wound. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a bigger hit to their team than they realize not having Harbaugh there. So I think I'm gonna go Ohio State as well. So I'm being in agreement there, which sucks for Michigan because I think it's a different game with Harbaugh there uh alabama auburn not the game it used to be just because auburn's having a down year washington washington state can be a tough game you know because washington they're not great on defense and washington state's real good on offense that's not a gimme for washington i can tell you that right now like, if I was going to pick an upset game, that would be on my radar. And that's a big upset, too, because it's 16 and a half spread. Yeah. Well, because in Washington, right. Washington State has been down, right, the last few games for sure, where they were. They started off real hot. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Florida State. Uh, Florida's always, you know, athletic. You're, you're never going to go in there, and it's not a laydown game. But they're they're not that great this year, obviously. But they're always going to have athletes, which I don't care. Any game when you've got athletes on the other side of the field, you got to be careful. Right? It's never a walk in the park anytime you're dealing with an SEC team or any team that's always going to have big, strong, fast guys. Right. So, and with a backup quarterback in, you don't know how well he's going to play. That's still that's a little bit of a dangerous game there for Florida State. I don't think George is in any real danger. Uh, so all the other games kind of that's that's kind of it for the top games. Well, Texas Tech, Texas, Texas is a huge favorite there. What about Nebraska, Iowa, Steve? Oh yeah, man, that's game of the week right there. They could they could uh, knock off Iowa. Actually, Iowa is, play, is playing well. Their defense is really good. Like they're giving up like an average of what was it like nine points or something like that, like something ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Iowa's defense is solid. 
Well, you know who the quarterback for your Nebraska Cornhuskers is. I know, little little, little Purdy. Yeah, <laughs> he. I mean, he looks. He doesn't look bad. You know, I mean, he's he's definitely got uh, the feet that Brock does not have. He can run the ball like he can run the ball really well. Yeah, so I mean, th those are most of the highlight games there. I think there are a couple games here that really are going to affect the playoff. There's a few games you got to watch out for. I don't think I don't think Florida State's a gimme. I don't think Washington's a gimme. And then obviously Oregon, Oregon State, Ohio State, Michigan. Those are huge games. Yeah. So good, good week in college football. Right now, I think we're probably both in agreement. Georgia's number one. Still the favorite. Yeah. You so want to do your top four prediction right now, or do you want to top four? The, what you well, think, crystal ball? What you think is going to happen? Uh, going to be the final four? Yeah, crystal ball. Right now, I got Georgia number one. I got Ohio State number two. I got Florida State number three, and I got Oregon number four. I think I think Oregon wins this game against Ohio State or Oregon State and gives them enough confidence to go win the Pac-12 championship. And given what the other teams are, if those other teams win out, right? If if all three of those other teams win, you're just putting them against Texas and putting them against Ohio State or Michigan. I'm sorry, Michigan and Texas. And you got to give it to Oregon at that point, right? So yeah, I, I think I I don't see it playing out any differently. The 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 big there was two big kickers for me. One was if Michigan beats Ohio State because everybody's so hot on Ohio State, they start talking about them getting in as a one loss team. Uh, the other thing was is if Alabama somehow beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Oh chaos! Then it really like that's where you you're throwing a real wrench right if, if if Alabama wins that game like you've just really made and then Travis getting hurt too that also was huge so there's a lot of things that happen then that could happen my thought process though is that it, it doesn't like Georgia is answered a lot of questions in my mind with the last three games watching how they played against Mizzou Ole Miss and Tennessee they've looked really solid is this this is the last year before they go to twelve, right? Or do they do another? Yeah. No, I think they're going to twelve next year. So this would be perfect. Here's what's going to happen. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> what's your prediction? Georgia's going to lose to Alabama. Ohio State's going to beat Michigan and then lose to Iowa in the Big Twelve championship. <laughs> oh, Jesus, which is not Florida impossible. State, Florida State's going to lose to Louisville. Yeah. And then Oregon will beat Washington. Then you will have all the, what, almost the top eight will be one-loss teams. Right, right. So everybody's one-loss. And then it will be chaos. Yeah, it'll be just an absolute nightmare. But Ohio State will still have the win over Michigan. So they have the, 
the but they won't, have, they the wouldn't have won their conference right right they, but but still like you have to you got to start eliminating teams at that point right so you got to start moving teams ahead of other teams because technically washington's still only a one loss team at that point too right <laughs> so you got another team in there well and they, Louisville and will they, be in one loss team too Right, right. Why? And they, and they and would have beaten. Florida you got State. them winning the ACC, or no? Yeah, yeah, because that's ACC championship too, right? So, could you see Oregon is a Pac-12 champion, Alabama because they're SEC Alabama. champion, Louisville because they're the ACC champion, and then you have Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State. Washington all playing for well, that spot. I think I think you got to put Texas in at that point. Oh yeah, Texas. I'm sorry, I forgot Texas. Because so, yeah, because because have... now Texas coming and saying, "Look, we beat Alabama, who beat Georgia." Right. So you'd have Alabama, Texas, Oregon, and Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> That's that'd be crazy. Because then, can do you can you put Louisville in though as a one loss ACC champion? Well, they're the tenth seed right now, and if they beat Florida State, right, and your argument is champion. The argument would be that they won their they won their conference. Yeah, where like Georgia didn't, uh, Michigan didn't, Ohio State didn't, Washington didn't, right. So you're gonna eliminate all teams. those yeah. all those teams based on not winning their conference. So your prediction is Alabama, <laughs> Oregon, Texas, and Louisville. <laughs> you gonna put some money on that right now? <laughs> you're gonna get well, a great parlay odds. Wouldn't that. that be that's perfect though? Because the chaos, and then everyone's gonna be like, "We needed that 12 team playoff this year." Right, right. You kind of support the uh, the 12. And then next playoff. year, you'll have four teams that are undefeated, and then a bunch of two loss teams. Right, right. And it won't matter that there's 12 teams going in. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the chaos that can ensue. You know what you're talking about. With because those could all play out like that for sure, yeah. and and it's not like that's unheard of. Because look, I was one of the best defenses in the country. You don't ever want to play a great defense. Louisville can easily beat a backup Florida State quarterback. You know, obviously Oregon can can beat Washington, and Alabama's Alabama. Like you don't want to play Alabama in an SEC championship. So that's yeah, definitely could play out that way. It's not that's. Like I said, if you got a, a parlay bet, that would be the bet, you know. Yeah, I mean that way. Yeah, because right now we'll probably have maybe two undefeated, but we could have up to, you know, six one loss teams too. Right. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, that's why these last couple of weeks are exciting right now in in college, and. I guess maybe the does the twelve team playoff take away from that excitement? Because think about it, like if you don't have if you have twelve teams this year, like who cares about all this? Well, yeah, because I was looking and I'm like, Penn State is in. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want Penn State in the playoffs. Yeah, well, and like none of these really matter. It's like because the jump between five and six and four and five and right. eight and it doesn't even matter. So these games at the end of the year just aren't that exciting anymore. Right. So 
Because uh, that, maybe a, that's a let's say if Alabama lost to Georgia, they still would be in the playoff. Right. They're still yeah. So the game just doesn't even matter. Right. So maybe that 12 team is not the best answer. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see how these last these these last four play out. Should be uh should be fun. Uh let's jump let's jump over to NFL. Uh you're 10 and 4. I was 9 and 5, so not a terrible week for us. There were a couple games that kind of, you know, threw us off. Obviously, um the Giants. Yeah, the Giants came out and played real well. I didn't really see that happening. I think the I don't know if you had the Rams or the Seahawks, but I didn't really expect the Rams to beat the Seahawks. I had the Rams winning. Yeah, so you had that one. Maybe was that the extra game? Um Well, I must add two because what you had the Texans, right? Right, right. Yeah, because you had the Cardinals had the in cards. that game. Yeah, so you had uh you all well, I picked the Bengals in Thursday. I think you picked the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the that was the first one. I mean the Bengals, obviously. So we'll start there. Like, is it just over for the Bengals? They're five and five. Burrow's yeah, out for the over. season. Yeah, they're just done, right? No, they're done. I mean, Jake Browning. <laughs> I mean, he's not Danny DeVito, but you know, he's still Jake Browning. Danny DeVito, did you see him? He put up <laughs> on the commanders. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the commanders. He might have actually got his name back. Yeah, he did. Yeah, three touchdowns, interceptions, 250 yards. Uh, but, you know, the Bengals still have weapons, right? You still got, you know, your receivers. You still got your running back, you know. Your, your defense isn't terrible but you saw how they were when burrow was hurt right it wasn't effective they weren't doing much at all so i don't really expect browning to do much especially in the schedule they got i mean let's see they've got steelers this week who fired matt canada we'll see if cody pickett actually becomes good (laughs) right good old cody and they got the jags and the Colts. And then the, the Vikings. Steelers twice? Huh? They got the Steelers twice? Yeah, and then the Steelers again. Yeah, and then KC. Yeah. I mean, they might win two of those games. Yeah, and the Browns. Because you look, you got the Browns, KC, and the Steelers all have pretty good defenses this year. Yeah. That's uh, definitely a tough road for them. Man, how does that – what's that do for Jamar Chase, you know? Like, now how does he feel? I mean, he's probably just like, well, we lost my man Burrow, so we'll just have to take a loss. Sucks is this last year with T. Higgins probably. and Right. Well, T. Higgins is definitely out, right? He's He's gone after this year. But didn't they already re-sign Chase? Yeah, I guess I guess he's not going anywhere. But I guess morale, you know, does it hurt his morale? You know, how does it affect him going forward? 
Maybe this way the Bengals can start drafting offensive linemen for Burrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it finally protect him. Well, they, I mean, they actually signed a couple, right? They, they spent some money in free agency. Yeah. Uh, didn't help. No. <laughs> it didn't do him any good. Uh, Browns beat the Steelers. Uh, that was kind of a toss-up game. Uh, I think it's a good thing for the Browns to get rid of Watson as far as not get rid of him, but, you know, him not starting. I don't, I don't think he's the future there. Go down as one of the worst trade. Oh, dude. And cost you $250 million. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Bears played well, uh, you know. Yeah. I saw some stats on that where obviously they should have won that game. But uh, Lions fought back. So a lot to say with the Lions there after some early turnovers. Char uh, Packers, Chargers, I guess that's more of a toss-up game. I really didn't think the Chargers would lose that game, which is where I think the Chargers, they have to look internally and say, what are we doing here? Because they have a good team. They have good players. You shouldn't be losing to the Packers. I was reading something, and it was so funny because it was like, it doesn't really matter who's the coach. Is it really the coach of the Chargers? Because if you go back, the last three coaches are all the same. Right. <laughs> Brandon Staley, Anthony Lynn, and then um what's his name? Uh I always get him confused with oh McCoy. Right. They yeah, so maybe they need to change that up, right? Maybe they need a different type of coach to fire up the players or make them more excited to play or whatever. Um what you can't be doing is making the decisions that that guy's made over the last couple of years. Right. And I don't know how, but you do have some of the best position players in different positions on offense and defense. So they're solid. So the chargers a little bit, uh, Raiders played well against the dolphins. So not a bad game for the Raiders tough loss, but you know, I mean, they still played well. Yeah, their, their defense it's so funny to me. It's uh, for years now. I've been like, just give me a, a mediocre defense, just something. Right. And now they do have like a top 15 defense and their offense sucks. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard, you know, you got Aiden O'Connell, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're starting a rookie quarterback. You're asking him to throw the ball 41 times a game or at least that game, you know, that's, that's a lot of, it's a lot. I mean, he threw the ball more times than Tua. Right. Well, they were behind most of the game. But also, yeah. I think and this was brought up and it was a really good point was you can't take, you know, they still have McDaniel's playbook. Right. They're not scrapping that because right. you can't scrap and put in a whole new offense. So there are going to be limitations because that offense sucks. So. Right, you got to like pick out the cream of the crop plays and try to right. do your best there. Uh, he spread the ball around well, though. But overall, I still think the Raiders played well. It's that's not bad, you know. Thirteen to twenty against Miami, one of the highest scoring teams. Right. Uh, Giants come out big win the Commanders. Cowboys defense just looks crazy. I, I get it; they're playing the Panthers, but this is not the only game. 
that their defense is is crushing it. Both, you know, that was we'll get into it later, but I played West again this last week and Dallas defense had yeah, like 30 points. Probably. Yeah, I mean, and that was <laughs> the first time I played them. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, they their defense has probably scored more points than most of my players. Yeah. Yeah, it was. They only got 23 that week. Yes, this last week on. I know. Well, but, when most defenses are pulling in like six or seven points. Right. The last time I played them, oh no, they only had sixteen. Yeah, yeah. no, because he had them week one, and when they had that, you know, forty points or something like that. Oh yeah, they had thirty-five. Right. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm like, oh sweet, you know, my defense <laughs> touchdown and everything, eight points, and I'm like, right. what? I can't even get back to ten. <laughs> I'm I'm happy usually when my defense stays at ten. I know. Uh, Titans, Jags, Jags dominate the game. Uh, Texans tough game against Cardinals. Win the game. Uh, 49ers, Bucks, Bills beat the Jets handily. Talk about Seahawks, Rams already, but you know the Seahawks. Like, here's the thing, dude. You're six and three. And I get it, you're going into L.A., but that's still the Rams who are, you know, four and, but no, three and six at the time. And you're trying to keep pace with the 49ers. That's a must-win game for Seattle. Well, and this is why I picked the Rams last week, and I said it was, the Rams just have the Seahawks number. Right. It's been like that for like five years now. It's weird. The Rams always play the Seahawks tough. I mean, they didn't have particularly have a great statistical game. Right. But like I'm pretty the, sure the Rams beat them twice this year now, right? Yeah. The Seahawks didn't just, just didn't do much. You know? So, but regardless of who you're playing, I'm just saying situationally, like that's your chance, you know? You can't lose that game. Because now, you know, well, you got the 49ers coming up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rams won 30 to 13 in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. First. That was early in the season, right? Yeah, it was the first game. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I'm just disappointed in Seattle for them to lose that game. You know, I think when you're competing to try to win a division against a team like San Francisco and there's a little bit of an opening for you to keep up, you shouldn't be going out and losing to the Rams. Well, uh, I mean, we've said it before, though. Geno Smith, that was a nice story, but is he really? Right. Yeah. And when you look at his receivers, dude, he's got great receivers. How many quarterbacks would love that receiving core? That's why I thought, and I love Witherspoon, but they should have traded up to get like Richardson and put him on the bench. Yeah, and put somebody right there ready to come in. Yeah, you you have Geno for a year or so, year or two, and then bring in Richardson. Yeah. 
And then with Richardson, you could have, you know, here you go. Let's do fourth down or here's this goal line. Bring him in. Right. And like the Bears did with Fields. It's it's still hard, especially now watching Witherspoon play. Oh, yeah. He's great. I, mean, I know. That's that's a tough one because he's so good. Uh, maybe you trade up your other pick <laughs> instead of taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. But yeah, I mean, Witherspoon looks like he's going to be a star for a long, long time. And that's hard to find that right in the secondary. Uh, Broncos-Vikings, what a crazy game that was. Broncos win again. I mean, Broncos are now 5-5. Five and five. And this is what, four in a row, right? Yeah. And even the game, they they shouldn't have won even that game against the Bears. So they technically should have lost their first five or six. But they still have a tough schedule. Say Cleveland, Texans, Chargers, Lions, Chargers, Raiders. Right, but yeah. they're they're not completely out of the hunt, you know. I, I looking at the the stats. I think with their win last night, they have like a twenty eight or thirty percent chance to make the playoffs. Right, um, which kind of seems a little crazy considering where they were at, you know, five weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, we've had two like their last two games have been insane, right? Yeah. <laughs> But that's it's the whole Tebow effect, right? Right. God must be a Broncos fan. No, that's never say something <laughs> like that. Uh, but I mean, they're definitely hot, right? You can't argue a four-game right. winning streak, and then because the, the Vikings were on a winning streak themselves, right? You know, the Vikings had one, one, two, three, four, five in a row. So Vikings were pretty hot there. Although, uh, I mean, but, if you look at their schedule, Browns game is not easy. Texans is not easy. Chargers not easy. Lions not easy. Patriots easy. Chargers oh, no. not easy. Raiders they, not easy. They got a tough schedule. So if they make the playoffs off that schedule, like there's a lot to be said for the way they Yeah, finish. then they deserve it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, they got... It probably won't happen. It's just... Right. It's going to be interesting. So after this game, they have three straight road games against the Texans, Chargers, and Lions. That will determine it right there. Yep. Well, te- I think Chargers is not as tough as especially the Texans at home and really the Lions at home. If you if you come out, yeah, if you come out with three wins there, that you you definitely are cuz now you're 8 and 5. Right, and you got the Patriots and the Chargers at home. Yeah. Which you're going to be talking Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve games in Denver. So how cold and how yeah. horrible that's never fun to play. But, I mean, if you look at overall right now, I mean, like Buffalo at 6-5, and five, Pittsburgh 
six and four, Cincinnati five and five, Houston six and four, Indy five and five, then Denver five and five. You've got KC, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami. So it's five teams, at least two spots. And those of those two spots, you're only one game back from all three of the teams that are ahead of you. Right. And then if you get all messy, you can go down 14, the Jets. So you have the Raiders, Chargers, and Jets all have six losses. So yeah. they're all right there, too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go down to the next spot down. Um, but you also, you play Cleveland, you play Houston. So they play two of the teams that are right there with them, too. Right. So, I mean, it's, they it's can just knock out, they can knock the Chargers out, you know, and the Raiders yeah. out. Chargers at four and six, Raiders five and six. That hurts them. Uh, it's just interesting that to me, that Denver's is still in the conversation at this point. Right. Like, because you could have easily written them off after the uh, Dolphins game. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Monday night, what a game. Eagles, Chiefs. Uh, man, could, obviously could have went either way, did go either way, but the, the end of the game, yes. <laughs> Marcus Van Blaise Gambling, or say his name. We're not going to make the, not going to make it, not going to make a catch. Dude. That's his name. <laughs> yeah, not going not gonna to work here anymore. Uh, dude, that was crazy because it wasn't, he was wide open. There, it wasn't like there was a hand in his face. Yeah, I get it. There's a little bit of rain, but that's a game-winning touchdown. But you know, I mean, potentially, obviously, but still, you at least go up for three. You know, so that was huge. And then wasn't it the next play though? On fourth down, right? They right a guy dropped it. It would have been a first down. Yeah, a little harder play. It was like it's fourth and long. It was fourth of 26, but it was going to be <laughs> yeah. a first round if you would have caught it. Right. That's uh, why I make me, everyone – I can't stand him because he's a chief, but, dude, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, easily right now. I don't think there's any question about that. I think, you know, there was guys like Josh Allen in the conversation – but I think it's just because you have to have someone to be in the conversation, you know, because otherwise you can't just be like, <laughs> you, then it's a really boring sports show. <laughs> if you're like, so let's talk about the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, so that Patrick Mahomes, he's pretty good. Right. <laughs> like anybody else? No, nope, no, just him. <laughs> you think this other guy's good? Nah. Mm-mm. Let's we're not talking about him. So you gotta have well, some people. You got no but they're all gonna be on LO's personal. But what about Dak? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess because I mean Allen doesn't look great. <laughs> I mean, uh Herbert obviously is not looking great. Joe Burrow hurt again. Uh I mean Hurts would be your your next which he does more than just quarterback, you know. I think right. Hurts Hertz makes his money the other ways, which is why he's an MVP candidate, right? Because he runs the ball. 
he scores a lot of touchdowns. He's, he's, well, he's that was a nice threat. throw he had to Devontae Smith, though. Yeah. It's it's he can throw the ball, but he's not as consistent, obviously, as some of these other guys. Well, that's a with like Mahomes, he just the dude like can make a play out of anything. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't he doesn't need to have his feet planted the same way other guys do right. to like just whip the ball 30 yards. You're you're like being tackled or like you're you're moving in a direction that you shouldn't be moving, but yet you're like, oh, there's somebody, and you just like sidearms it for 30 yards, you know. That, that that's there's some there's something real special about Mahomes, and like you can't argue it. Pain this week. It's gonna be your pain for the next 10 years, dude. I know. <laughs> uh, but there really isn't. There is no other quarterback in in the league that you can compare him to. Uh, but you know, when you're talking about that next bunch, though, that two to two to five spot, there's there's a lot of controversy in there. Uh, especially the way Goff's playing. Yeah, he didn't have his greatest game against the Bears, but they still won. But he's been playing really well. Um, Dak obviously. It's got the statistics lately. Um, you know, Purdy had a rough stretch, but you know he's still got the highest completion percentage in the in the league. Josh Allen, obviously a guy you, you're going to talk about in there. Burrow when he's healthy, uh, and now Russell Wilson. Everybody's talking about how he's playing like old Russell Wilson. Well, you can't forget Tua. Well, yeah, and then yeah, obviously Tua. You know. Two, two is easy to forget because he's got such good receivers, but, you know, you still got to throw them the ball. Right. He's a point guard. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, B.J. Armstrong passing to Jordan. Yeah. You're like, B.J., he's an all-star. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a good week in football. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of games back and forth. Uh, but really, some some really good games this week. So let's get into our uh, our HSC podcast week twelve NFL predictions. Starting on Thanksgiving, three games on Thanksgiving. Can't wait. I know I'll be cooking a lot, but still gonna have the games up and, and not horrible games. I think the the night game obviously is the biggest game of of the day, but let's start with Packers at the Lions. Of course, the Lions are playing. Uh, I I think I'll start here. Obviously, I got the Lions because I always want the Packers to lose, but I think the Lions still have the better team. Uh, Packers they're hit and miss. They 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 come week some weeks decent. You know, some some weeks they've looked really horrible. But Detroit at home on Thanksgiving, coming off a, a tough game where they still won, and now they get to go home. Yeah, I think they easily win. I got Detroit by 14 here. Yeah, I agree. I have Detroit by 14 also. They're healthy. David Montgomery's back, and, man, he's looked – with him in that lineup with Gibbs, that's just a lethal combination. Yeah. So yeah, I got to. I can't believe yeah. the Packers beat the Chargers, but right. <laughs> I mean, 
But again, those teams are kind of even in the fact that the Chargers and Packers, you just don't know who, if what, what team's going to show right. up, you know. Um, but in this case, I think the Lions are going to show up. Uh, Commanders at Cowboys. Again, you know, obviously Dallas has a huge point spread, but the Commanders aren't terrible. So what, what do you got here? Commanders, who we thought they were right after they traded Sweat yeah. and um, Young, they are not very good. And the Cowboys will probably this. We're going to start the game this week off with two blowouts because I don't see how Sam Hell's going to be throwing picks. Bland might have another pick six. It, it, it's going to be ugly. I got Cowboys by twenty one. Wow. Yeah, I think the Cowboys cover here. I mean, and it could be 21 for sure. Um, the Commanders' offense seems to play okay from time to time. I mean, obviously, Howell's leading the league in passing yards. You know, so it's not like they're not doing anything. But you now you run into that Cowboys defense, too, that looks really good week over week. Um, so I mean I'm gonna take him again by 17. I don't know if I'll, I'll go I'll go less than 21. <laughs> I'll go 17. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know, you know. Cowboys, they're that team, you know, you never know with them. You know their defense is gonna play well, but maybe Dak comes out and throws a bunch of interceptions. Yeah. Can't trust yeah. Dak. <laughs> and then all the talking heads will have something to talk about. Right. <laughs> right. You gotta you gotta have some cowboy conversation, right? Uh I think one of the better games of the week here, the night game, because it's it's 49ers going to Seattle, right? So typically you would say, okay, 49ers should win this game. They're back healthy. Seattle hasn't looked particularly great in their last few games. Gino's playing, but he's still a little dinged up. But it's in Seattle. You know, you don't want to go to play in Seattle. Uh, the weather, it's going to be cold. It's going to be real cold. It's a night game. It's supposed to get down into the low 30s. So, overnight anyway. So, they'll probably be playing in 38, you know, 30, 40 degree weather. Uh, but I'm still taking the Niners. I don't know that they will blow them out. I'm going to just take them by a touchdown. I think, it, and that's the spread. So maybe I'll take them by eight. I'll take them to cover by eight <laughs> instead of seven. Yeah, we pretty much agree here. It's weird though, because I'm going against what I've done before, because usually it's, the Rams beat the Seahawks, the Seahawks beat the Niners, and the Niners beat the Rams. That's usually right. how it <laughs> But what, you know, the Niners are getting healthy. They kind of had their wake-up call after losing those three in a row. Uh, they demolished the Jags. They beat up on the Bucks. It was The score was closer than the game really was. And like we said earlier, I don't trust Gino. So I'm I'm taking the Niners by I'll say seven and a half. Seven. <laughs> Just enough to cover. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, still a good game of, you know, you've got divisional games all all day, right? So yeah. divisional games are always fun because you you do never know how you're going to play against teams in their division. Um, I think the the Seahawks game, 49ers is the scariest because you do have Seattle at home in fairly cold weather. So we'll see how the 49ers do there. But the other two games... I think uh, pretty handled, handled pretty easily by the teams. And the Black Friday game, it's on Prime too. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's a noon game on Prime. It's, it's not going to be happy. They lost their Thursday night game. Is that why they're like, you know what, you got to give us Friday, probably. Uh, but. Uh, Dolphins at the Jets. What do you think? The Tim Boyle era starts. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. It's it's weird because the spread is ten, and that's hard because the Jets defense is so good, right? Um, so I think the Dolphins will win, but they won't cover the spread. I think they win by seven. But I just don't know how the Jets are going to get any points. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, but the Dolphins' defense isn't great either. Uh, well, they're not terrible. 15. Yeah, they say so they're like number not, twelve. They're not the greatest, not the worst. They're right there in the middle of the pack. You know, high, higher middle. But I mean, you got to go with the Dolphins. I actually don't have them covering either, just because Jets' defense continues to play good every week. Although they kind of let Buffalo beat up on them a little bit last week. Uh, and poor dude, Zach Wilson, you got to feel for this guy, right? Because he's just getting hammered in the media. Right. And he has been for so long. But now it's like <laughs> he broke down crying when he was announced not the uh, <laughs> the starting quarterback. It's like, just let the dude be. Like he just lost his starting job, and now all right. you want to do is throw out all over media that he he was crying, he broke down crying over it. Well, and I mean, is he the greatest quarterback? No, but their offensive line is horrendous, right? So I can't really blame him. I mean, you saw that throw where he almost gets the Raiders that hail mary. Well, yeah, we talked. I mean, we talked about it. he's got a cannon for an arm. Nothing wrong with his arm strength. You know, maybe it's maybe he just needs to get out of New York. You know, maybe he just needs a fresh start, go to a smaller market, keep his head down, you know, learn a little bit more about reading progressions and not rely totally on his athleticism and learn how to better play the position of quarterback. Right. So that might be what he needs, but at this point, he's just getting hammered. So I feel bad for him. But Without, I mean, they don't have a quarterback either way. So I don't know how the Jets can win any more games. Nope. Uh, they probably play the Patriots again, so they might have that chance. I just feel bad because this is going to be like one of the historically greatest defenses of all time. And it's right. Advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Just like no chance because their offense is so bad. 
Uh, what do you think about the coach? What do you think about Sala? I mean, obviously, got the defenses where it's at. Wasn't he a defensive coordinator before? I thought he yeah, had... he was the Niners. Yeah, yeah, he came from the Niners. That's right. Yeah, I think he's good. He just, I'd like to have seen what Rodgers would have done. Right. Yeah, would have been how different would the season be right. with Rodgers playing quarterback? But as you said before, though. How good can Rodgers really do with that line? Right. At least he's mobile and he's smart. Right. He and he's like he's sneaky mobile too. Like he he's shifty in the in the pocket. He doesn't have to necessarily always be on the run to slip tackles and still throw the ball. Well, the difference too is experience. He could go to the line and call out coverages and call out blitzes and open yeah. offensive line and. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, it's a little unfortunate for the Jets. But, yeah, I don't know that they can beat the Dolphins in that game either. So, Let's see, Saints at Falcons. I mean, I'm taking the Saints here, but every time. This division is just wild. Like, you just – the Saints are winning the division at 5-5. Five and five. Which I thought they would be better, but they're still winning the division. But then sometimes the Falcons play well at home. And sometimes the Saints, you just don't know who's even playing. And but so the I naturally want to take the Saints because I think that they should win this game. But it's at home for the Falcons. So this is a tough one. I mean, ultimately I'm I'm gonna land on the Saints. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Saints by two field goal six. <clears throat> Yep, I'm going to reiterate what I've said the last few weeks. You have Bijan Robinson, you have Kyle Pitts, and you have Drake London, and you don't use them. Right. Arthur Smith is the worst coach in the NFL right now. <laughs> I mean, you almost have to. It's hard to disagree with that. Because you do. I mean, like we talked about before, there's a two top ten picks. Or three top three, ten picks. Three top three ten top, picks. Three, three top ten picks, right? Or at least say you use top ten picks on. Uh, I don't know that Drake London qualifies as a top ten pick. <laughs> he's not bad. I mean, he's a good player. But a little bit of stretch. But, yeah, if you're going to draft him, use him. If you have him, use him. You drafted a tight end and a running back at five, right? Or, no, I guess eight for Bajon, eight, right? Eight. Eight and eight and four. Five, eight, and eight. Yeah, five, eight, and eight. Yeah, two eights. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, and you got three top ten picks, right? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, this is ridiculous. The Falcons don't know what they are. Is Ritter playing? Is Heineke playing? Who knows? Right. Um, Saints are coming off a bye. Carr will be back. Yeah, I have the Saints winning because they don't ever make anything easy. So I got the Saints winning by three. Yeah, the Saints like to live on the edge. These guys. Uh, Steelers Bengals, which looked like it was going to be a good game, but now I don't know so much. Uh, what do you got here? Steelers at Cincinnati. It's interesting. The Steelers are only favored by one point. 
Mm-hmm. But Cody's a good guy. The reality is you're still starting to pick it, right? Yeah. And it is. It's the still the thing is the Steelers have been outgained in every game this year still. Right. They're fired their OC. So usually when that happens, you have a shot and arm game. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers, and they're actually going to win by seven. Yeah. Are they going to outgain the Bengals, though? That's the question. I think so. <laughs> and I think this time they will outgain the Bengals. Yeah, I think the tough part here is, like you said before, when you get rid of your offensive guru, you don't necessarily – you can't change the playbook, Right. Right. You have you have to stay with Canada's playbook. All you're changing up is who's calling those plays. Right. Uh, which can be a benefit, right? You can still call the right plays. Um, but the, the problem I have here for the Bengals is you don't know what you have at quarterback, and you, you can't rely on that to win the game for you against a really good Steelers defense. So unless Browning somehow comes out and plays amazing, I don't see how Cincinnati can win this game. Um, so I, I still got Pittsburgh in a close game. They'll cover, but it'll be close. It'll, it'll it's going to come down to maybe three. Uh, Panthers Titans game of the week here. I don't think. It, I don't even know why they play. It's like the Bears playing the Panthers. Uh, but I just uh, – you can't take the Panthers in any game. Uh, I think the positive for Tennessee this season is they're finally able to dump Tannehill. And Levis does look like he can be a quarterback of the future for them. So that that's a positive thing for the Titans. No matter which direction they they win, lose, win out, lose out, however they play, they win this game because it's the Panthers, uh, and they they cover. They win by a touchdown. This is the um, could be the screw Steve over game. <laughs> the Panthers are like, ah ha ha, we're gonna beat the Titans. Take away my number one pick. Yeah, but I don't think it's happening. Titans are at home. Derrick Henry is pissed. He's talking okay. about hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Um, he's getting like 12. It, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. So I think this is a get-right game for the Titans. And the Panthers are not very good. And Reich is like, I'm still going to call plays. So I, I got the Titans by covering. I have them winning by six. Because, I mean, if this is the game that you want to get Henry going again, again, the Panthers is a team you want to do that against. Right. Yeah, you want to give him 20, 25 carries. Well, it'll only make Levis better if you do that. Right. Yeah, because then it opens it up. You don't, you get, you know, seven, eight guys in the box. It makes it a lot easier to read the defense. The throws are a lot easier. Yeah, Derek Henry had 10 carries last week. So dumb. Ten. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of good there's good running backs in the NFL, but you always still have to think it's Derrick Henry is one of the best. 
And you're giving him 10 carries? Yeah. And then the week before, he had 11. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, and he's a bruiser. Uh, Bucks at the Colts. Um, boy, Indianapolis is just Jekyll and Hyde this year. But they're at home. And the Bucks, yeah, I get it. They played the 49ers, and that's a tough game. On the road, I'm just not super confident in the Bucks here. I think the Colts win, not in a blowout, but you know it's probably going to come down to field goals. The Bucks are going to get two extra field goals and win by, or no, the Colts are going to get two extra field goals and win by six. Yeah, this was a tough one for me because it was a pick 'em. So on a pick 'em, I go with the home team. I'm taking the Colts by a field goal. Yeah, and that basically gets them to cover as well. Yeah. Uh, another game of the week here. What do you got? Patriots at the Giants. This actually was a very tough one because in years past, you're like, oh, the Patriots are coming off a bye, right? Yeah. I think they were coming off a bye. Let me double check my... <laughs> Um, I don't remember them stinking it up last week. Yeah, they're, yeah, off a bye. Yep. they're coming off a bye. So I'm like, ooh, the Bill Belichick's going to have Danny DeVito's number here. <laughs> he might. But I just, and that's why they're favored by three and a half on the road. But I'm just going to, I'm going to take the Giants. I just think the Patriots are mailing it in now. Yeah. How are you, fa- you're two and eight. You're on the road, and you're a three-point favorite, a two-and-a-half-point favorite? Danny DeVito effect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but who the Patriots got, you know? Like, we talked about this many times. I think uh, it's because they're coming off a bye, so they've had more time to prepare, and that's where Belichick okay. thrives. And the Giants are just terrible this year. Their number... 31 and 32 in points per game. But it should be a <laughs> high scoring affair. This could be five to three. Yeah. Win on a safety. Uh, well, I'm going five to three Giants. <laughs> so I actually think um I think Saquon has a, a good game. And so I think that will put He'll be the only one on the field that's actually a solid player. In the between both teams on offense, you're gonna see one good player, and that's Saquon Barkley. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say hey, Mac Jones is gonna throw for 300 yards and have four touchdowns. <laughs> right. Because we know he loves Mac Jones. Oh, Mac Jones, dude. Is he even starting? No, I don't know. I don't think he is. They right? haven't released who's going to start yet. Right. They're they're in the they're in their locker room like Sunday, and they're like flipping a coin. Like, what do you got? What do you got? All right, let's see who's starting. Right. Jeez. Yeah, because you got Zappy, you got Malik Cunningham, or yeah. Jones. 
Sadly, I'm, I, Jones is the best option of those three. And unfortunately, it is. I think, I think they ruined it by taking Zappy out last year when Jones got hurt and Zappy was on the run. The team was on the run, but Zappy was leading the team. You should have just left him in. All right. And because you would have kept building his confidence and you would have seen what he was back then. And I get it, Mac Jones was your guy, but still, like he had won a lot in a row. There there wasn't a huge difference between Zappy and Jones at that point, as far as what you thought they could do physically. And I thought I thought that was a killer for Zappy's overall confidence. I think it would have been a good time to leave him in. Well, it's funny, you know, the same thing happened years and years ago for the Patriots. Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Tom Brady comes in. They didn't take Brady out. Right. Yeah. Zappy could have been the next Brady. <laughs> you guys just lost out on seven Super Bowls. Probably not. But <laughs> I, I do think that it hurt that that it hurt Zappy. Uh, that's why Zappy isn't better than he is right now. So, uh, let's see. Jags at Texans. This should be a good game. Um, man. Yeah, I went back and forth this one. And I think we might have a swing game here because I'm going to go with the Texans. I think at home, the Jags are good but I, I just think the Texans they're gonna they're gonna come in at home CJ Stroud's gonna throw the ball really well but I'll tell you what they're gonna do they're gonna run the ball really well in this game um and and the Texans are gonna play decent defense good enough to win so I'm gonna take the Texans by a touchdown I also have the Texans win. oh man come on <laughs> This is one of those games where, you know, the Jaguars, you're thinking, oh, man, they're going to take this division. And then they always let people creep back in. And I think the Texans, Danico Ryans is a great coach, I think, believe. And C.J. Stroud, MVP, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, this the MVP. This is the game to show it. So, yeah, I got the Texans winning by three. I mean, let's say the Texans win this game. Let's just talk about that for a second. The Texans now seven and four if they win this game. You're telling me six months ago, three months ago, any time period ago, you would have had the Texans at seven and four at at Thanksgiving, and they'd be number one. They'd be leading their conference, their division. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, both of those things together. Well, I believe seven and four would be winning the division. I just wouldn't believe the Texans would be the one with the record. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Remember, I've been high on Ryan's for a few years now. And the Texans, you know, if you watched their games last year, they were in them. Right. They were what you would call scrappy. They're kind of like the Cardinals this year. You know, the Cardinals... We don't expect them to win many games before the Kyler Murray came back, but they were always scrappy in all those games. Right. They had a horrible record, but you didn't necessarily want to play them. Right. And so you get a franchise quarterback in there. You get 
a transcendent pass rusher. You bring in the head coach. So I could kind of see it, but I think it was fast. I thought more of the lines of like the Lions, where they would be like a 500 team. Well, they'd start slow, come on strong at the end, and then build for next season. Right. Yeah, that's what I, that's how I picture them. I picture them losing, you know, maybe going like two and five or something, right? And then finishing maybe, you know, uh, 500 or just below, you know, maybe like right. uh, uh, Nine and eight, eight or eight and nine. nine. Eight and nine or something like that, yeah, yeah. Or maybe even a seven and ten, you know, but really had built – maybe they they won, you know, seven of the last – five of the last seven or something like that. Right. So, it, to just like I said, if they win this game and they go seven and four, which I think they have a really good chance to do it. Um, I'm not completely sold on the Jags. I think the Jags play good enough to win usually, but – I think the Texans at home will play well. I think their their offense on both sides, both both facets, like they're running the ball and they want to run the ball now, which really helps CJ Stroud, right? Because if you force them to stop the run with the receivers he's got and the way he's throwing the ball, you know, that makes it it's better to have CJ go you know, 19 for 25 or 20 for 26 for 300 yards, then 40 passes, pass attempts for 400 yards. Cause that means you ran the ball for a hundred, 150, you know? So I, I, I think it's great for the Texans. I'd love to see him win this game. Um, it's great to see a guy like D'Amico Ryan's come in and have the success he's had already. More will just make it better. Browns at Broncos, which this becomes a more interesting game, too, with Denver actually favored. What do you think? It's that Browns defense is just too good. I'm taking the Browns on the road to win by three. They just do enough to win. Right. Yeah. I think it's the end of the win streak for Denver as well. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's the same thing. I think the Browns' defense is just too good. Yep. I don't know that they'll score a lot of points, but it'll be a close game. Browns, obviously, being the underdog, don't need to cover, but I think they win the game. Oh, Rams at Cardinals. I mean, I just you got to pick the Rams here. I think, even though it's at Arizona, the Rams have too much. They have they have more talent on their team, at least on the offensive side. And I think Stafford's playing again, so he's fine. Uh, Nakua looks like he's back, full healthy. He had a good game last week. So I mean, Cup's still questionable. He may not even play. But I don't even know if you need Cup anymore. So I'm still going to take the Rams here by a touchdown. It is time for our first swing game. <laughs> You're riding the Cardinals again, huh? <laughs> well, this one makes more sense. Last week it was because of the Texans and you thought they might win on the road. But the Cardinals are a whole different story at home. 
Right, right. Uh, Rams are favored by one. That's not much confidence. Kyler Murray is playing his third game. Connor is back. Yeah, I just think that the cards are going to win a few games at the end of the year. So I got the cards here uh, by six. Nice. I need this game. <laughs> I got to start gaining back some ground. We're getting short on weeks here. Uh, so don't let me down, Rams. That's good. That's a good swing game there. And that game can really go either way. That's a tough one. Uh, Chiefs and Raiders. At the Raiders. It's at Las Vegas, but Chiefs got their favorite by a lot. What do you think? It's kind of disrespectful. Like last week, the Dolphins are favored by like 14. This week, the Chiefs are favored by almost 10 away. I mean, I have the Chiefs winning, but I don't think they're going to win by 10. I have the Chiefs winning by a field goal late. Um, But I, I just can't see them blowing them out. Yeah, it's a tough one because the Raiders are playing much better football than they've played all year. Um, Although, here's the problem. Patrick Mahomes is angry from this last game. And he's a little bit angry at his receivers for dropping balls everywhere. And I think he's going to take it out on the Raiders. Not a huge blowout, but I do think they cover. I got the Chiefs by 10. Uh, it's a tough game for the Raiders. Because, look, you got Miami and Kansas City back-to-back. That's never easy. All right. So that's, but you got that's your Thanksgiving home cooking. You're at home. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but they're in Vegas. They're going to buffet Thanksgiving. <laughs> you don't like, have hey, to worry about cooking. <laughs> let's go get that buffet Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, that's tough for the Raiders too because you go from five and five to five and seven just because you're playing two of the better teams in the AFC. But we'll see. Maybe they win it. You never know. You never know. Never know. Dude. When you got that new head coach thing, you got that little bit of extra uh, momentum. Uh, Bills at Eagles. Wow. Well, I was going to uh, say one thing. So let's say the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Do you say Antonio Pierce, you're the head coach next year? I already do. But yeah, like if he finishes even one game below 500 or even two games, like, yeah, I mean, I, I take him regardless. But if he comes in at seven and 10 or better, yeah, absolutely. I don't see any reason, you know, especially if it's the Chiefs. They, if they win that game, go six and six at that point, like you have to do it. But at the end of the day, I've never thought teams had any luck with getting rid of a, a, a interim coach who performed well. Right. Every time I've seen interim coaches do well and then they replace him, it, it usually doesn't turn out well. Yep. Yeah. So you got to stay with the interim coach. Especially if it's because it's already he's already proven it's not going to be a total fallout. You know, it's not a loss. Right. So I don't see why you wouldn't. And 
the the Raiders need that. They need his type of attitude. They need his type of of coaching style. They need his coaching style, especially after having Josh McDaniels for that long. Right. And they just need to bring in a good OC. Right. Yeah. They really need to focus on his assistance. Right. Putting good staff, make sure they have the best staff around him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bills at Eagles should have been one of the best games of the year and still may be, but you got the six and five Bills. Like, really? So, another one of those teams, like, I didn't. I just didn't imagine at six and five at this time. Uh, but uh, what do you got here? Bills at Eagles. <clears throat> well, we fire your your OC because you can't get your special teams on the field. <laughs> your your defense is not what it's been in years past because of injuries. Your yeah, I gotta go Eagles here. They're healthy. I mean. That defensive line of the Eagles is insane. It is. It's crazy. They're, I mean, most of their defense. Now they added Bayard. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. So I got to take the Eagles by seven here. Well, definitely getting their second swing game here. Whoa. So here's, here's my thought process here. I think most of the time, I think I'm going to take the Eagles here given everything we just talked about. But this is a must-win game for the Bills. If you go 6-6 six and six here, you're really taking the chance of not making the playoffs. Right? It puts you in a position where you could not be a playoff team. And I don't think the Bills can afford, as the coaching staff, as players, they can't afford that confidence hit right you can't afford to to lose this game so as much as i think the eagles are probably a better team right now i think the bills come out with this uh live or die type attitude so i'm going to take the bills in this one since they're the underdog they obviously don't need to cover but this is a big game for the bills so that's what i'm riding on may not work out I'm going with that. The Bills, after this game, have a bye, and then they play the Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. Right. So you have to win this game. And then you got to come out and you got to beat. You probably win the New England, you probably win the Chargers game. So then you got to then beat Kansas City, Dallas, and Miami. At least if you win the Philly game, that puts you at seven wins, 10 wins, or nine wins from, yeah. So you got to beat at least one of those to, to get 10 wins. Because 10 wins probably put you in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, this is a big game for them. They they really have to win this game. Because then if you don't win this game, that means you gotta win two out of three against KC, Dallas, and Miami. To to then have a chance. So I don't know. That that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I'm either gonna lose some ground or gain some ground. <laughs> that's the way it goes. 
All right, uh, Ravens, the Chargers. I don't know that this is the best uh, Sunday night game, but uh, Ravens did lose Mark Andrews. That's a big hit for them. I just I, I don't think the Chargers could beat the Ravens. I think both sides of the ball, the Ravens are better. Uh, I think the Chargers' defense isn't playing as well as it should, and their offense is hit and miss. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to cover, um, more than cover, because it's only four, three or four points. So I'm going to go with the Ravens by nine. Yeah, I agree with you here. Uh, Bosa's out for the year, or at least he's put on injured reserve. Yeah, so Mac's going to get doubled. Staley's a horrible coach. Not much else to say. Ravens, <laughs> Ravens by 10. Yeah, I'm right there. So uh, Monday Night Football, last game of the week. Get to watch the Bears again, man. Oh, my gosh. So many Bears games this year because they were supposed to be a lot better than they are. Uh, but uh, what do you got here? You got Monday Night Football, Bears at Vikings. Here's what's going to happen, and it's a great formula. The Cardinals, <laughs> the Bears have already used it. Bears are going to go up by about 10 <laughs> points. And then the Vikings are going to come back and win. Because the Bears are going to be like, okay, well, well, hold your horses, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop, wait, stop. Wait, 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 we're getting a little too high on the draft board here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's just start calling screenplays. Right. Uh, yeah, so I got the Vikings. I got the Vikings by... It's going to be close. I'll have them by four. They'll cover, but it's going to be close. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the Bears, they they should tank, right? They should, should lose this game. Uh, but I think they want to beat the Vikings in this game. Because nobody likes the Vikings. And, you know... If you beat the Vikings here, you really hurt their playoff chances where the Lions, it didn't matter too much. The Lions are probably going to win the division anyway. So, you know, that that's an okay game to tank at the end. So I, I'm going to take another swing game here. Look at this. I can gain three games this week. Wow. Because I'm taking the Bears in here. Uh, and I'm taking Justin Fields to have a, a big game. I think he's because he rushed for over 100 last game, but I think now he's going to throw for two, 250 and rush for over 100 in this Dang. game. So, third swing game, Bears win in Monday night. Let's do it. All right. Well, that wraps up week's picks. Uh, a lot of good games. Should be an interesting week. I think as you get closer to the playoffs here, you know, you're into this week 12. A lot of uh, things change, you know, week over week with different wins and losses and, and and how people start jockeying for position. And it really comes down to your schedule, right? How does your schedule yeah. finish out? You know, who gets to play the sub 500 teams to finish versus who's playing the the division contenders, that's what hurts you the most in this in these scenarios. And I think Buffalo is one of those teams that is in trouble. Yeah. When you look at their schedule. So 
Because it would be crazy if Buffalo didn't make the playoffs. Imagine the Buffalo and the Bengals at the beginning of the year telling, going, those two teams won't make the playoffs. Yeah, or they're, they're like, we're playing in the, the AFC Championship. Right. Like, they, that's what they thought, right? Yep. But, yeah, and you're telling them, sorry, you're not making the playoffs. Uh, a little bit, fan, little fantasy football recap. Talk about HSC podcast fantasy football. Um, I think we both got wins. We both needed wins. Yeah, so uh, you got the win as well. It puts you back up there, but man, like it's really tough right now. You're up to five and six, right? If I win but, out, I think I can make it. Well, you still got three teams at six and five. One team at seven and four, and then a nine and three or eight and three and nine and two. Like I'm worried about even if I win out, not making it. Well, I don't think you're gonna win out, Steve. I was looking at the <laughs> schedule. You yours is kind of brutal. You've got uh, yeah. Tom, Mike, and then Big Mike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not the easiest schedule, but I'm not too – I mean, my team can score points, right? They just need to stay healthy. Right. That's been my problem all year is injuries. So if – and then, you know, losing Andrews hurt, right? But Schultz has been playing really well, so I have a good backup. But everybody just keeps getting hurt, dude. <laughs> so that's the problem. Well, uh, I'm up with you, and if I can, because right now, it poor Josh. Oh, dude, Josh is just getting it. Um, the worst, dude. He's the leading scorer, but yeah, he's, he's now the leading scorer. Yeah, four and seven. Well, because he's got the second most points against him. Yeah, and then there's me, you, Mike, not Big Mike, but Mike Knight. Yeah all within a point of each other as the next. And then, yeah. So it's kind of, kind of like if we, yeah, if we keep scoring, I'm just worried. I'm looking at, yeah, <laughs> you have to play Mike Knight, team Knight. He kind of has an ease. If he beats you, he's in because he has. Right. Cortland has you, Josh, and the godfather so that might yeah. be that's a tough that's that's tough but look at i mean how is team john eight and three when he's only scored 1188 and but he only has 1186 against him so he still has a two-point margin between win point well, four points against last week he beat raul by one point <laughs> it's crazy even even Big Mike's team, dude, he's only scored twelve ninety one, but he's only had ten sixty nine against him. Yeah, that's what's been insane. Every time you go against him, you, you don't, don't score, score any points, and then and he's playing six players and beating you. Yeah. <laughs> but those six players are scoring one hundred thirty points. Right, that's nuts, dude. It's gonna be a scramble here at the end, though, because when you look at it, you've got. Uh, 
you're at five and six, right? And that's right now in seventh place. And to get into fourth, you've got three six and fives. You've got a seven and four, an eight, three, and a nine and two. So this this with Wes at six and five, me at six and five, Mike Knight at six and five. That's going to be a scramble here coming down to the end. Right. That's where I'm like, if eat if you guys each lose one or two of the three lose one. Yeah. Well, I got need all of you to lose one actually, but <laughs> yeah, you, you got yeah because there's only three games left, right? So even if you win all three, you're eight and six. Well, Wes Wes has got Big Mike, Team Awesome, and Josh, so he probably was one of those three, right? But then you or Team Knight is going to lose a game. One of you is going to lose to each other, right? So that puts me only needing, and then Order in the Courtland could easily lose two games. But then it'll come down to a tie break for points four. So then it depends on how much you score. Yep. And easily Team John can lose all three of his last three games. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Big Mike's in no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, because there's only two. Yeah, there's already well. I mean, he could let he could lose on a tie break if a couple teams went out. He loses all three, right? I don't think we're going to uh, see a bunch of nine and five teams, though. No. So this is going to be interesting. So interesting finish out to the to the eight to C playoffs. We're going to have a little college football thing happening here. Going to be a lot of scenarios coming into the last couple of weeks with how close all these records are, and looking at the the final schedules. Yeah, I like this. I got a fourteen percent chance to make the playoff. Fourteen <laughs> percent. So you're saying there's a chance? They they're not giving you. They're only giving you thirty eight, Steve. I know. I know, dude. I dropped. Well, I mean, when you lose that many games, dude. I just got devastated by injury, lost four in a row. That was rough. It was a rough, rough time in my fantasy football life. <laughs> but at least I'm still close. Right? I still have a chance, right? Still 38%. So we'll see. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. As long as my guys can stay healthy, I got a chance. All right, well, let's wrap it up here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like. Appreciate all the likes. Thanks for uh, sticking it out here till the end. Listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Appreciate the listens. Don't forget to uh, follow on those platforms as well. Uh, more, more and more listeners all the time. So if you guys want to hear anything or hear us talk about anything, don't forget comments and, and likes and stuff. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about any of those topics, but I appreciate everybody listening. Any, any final thoughts for this weekend's games? Hey, I'm not the games, but I want people to put their comments. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's hear some comments. 
it's a little late in the podcast, so maybe people will uh, still be listening. We should have done that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> we missed that one. But if you are still listening, or maybe you forwarded all the way through the video to the end, uh, I'll put it, actually, I'll put it in the uh, description as well. What's the favorite Thanksgiving side? What's yours? What's yours? I got a broccoli casserole, I would say I go for. Broccoli casserole. And mine's just a just a good old dinner roll. No. I mean, you can't go wrong with a nice warm buttered dinner roll, you know? Yeah. I also like the mashed potatoes with gravy too. Can't wow. go wrong. Yeah, I mean, that is tough to beat. Because you really can't have Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes and gravy. No. I mean, I mean, you can literally just have turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and just be good. <laughs> I'd be good with just the sides. I don't even need the turkey. <laughs> right. Turkey's for later. It's for sandwiches and soup yep. and all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, give me a nice uh, turkey sandwich with a little cheddar cheese and cranberry sauce on it. Mm. Yeah. There, I mean, there's so many things you can do with turkey sandwiches. It's crazy. Uh, I did the... Uh, Grilled cheese turkey sandwich with brie cheese, though. Oh, and, and cranberry sauce. Just put cranberry sauce, brie, and turkey. Then you make it a grilled cheese. Nice. I was like, dude, like whoever thinks of this stuff is like off the chart. <laughs> they got some next level thinking when it comes to their food. It's almost like, what do I got in my fridge? Hmm, what can I make out of this? <laughs> yeah, let's throw it in together. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time.